Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KT, we also have British Open update action happening. Good day, eh? Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a Good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp <laughs> on the barbie. You must answer from your heart. That's right. The British Open in <laughs> Royal Port Rush. So... Basically, Tiger missed the cut. There's story number oh, one. Tiger missed the cut. Damn it, Kevin. Spoiler he, uh, he had a little run today, played a little bit of good golf, and then it all fell apart. He had the runs today? Had he still competed? Had comments like, man, I just want to go home, man. <laughs> Please let me go home. Uh, so is this is he rethinking that to get ready for the British Open, all he did was change his sleep schedule and then post a Nike Instagram? This was uh-huh. just the fourth tournament he played in since he won the Masters. Oh. He played in three majors and one other tournament. Okay, wait a second. So won the Masters, and we start thinking, wow, he's done the impossible. He's about to crank it up. Because what were the bets they were talking Was Did Basic make a bet, or there was a bet? Ba- Basic and Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh had a bet. Now, that bet is now done. Yeah. Uh, but so ba- the the bet, I think it was $1,000. There may be more to it, man. I don't know. Well, Basic was like, uh, Tiger uh, will never win two more majors. And then, like, six months after he said that, Tiger immediately won a major. And so he got real right. nervous. So Kavanaugh gave him an out. I believe okay. it was the U.S. Open where it was double or nothing. Well, I started thinking, dude, we're back in the Tiger business. Like, he's figured it out. He's healthy. Mm-hmm. He's going to start winning tournaments. But based on him, <laughs> I mean, his first shot in this tournament was he hit it. And it sounded like that tennis match y'all were doing. He, sh- he hit it. And oh! Went, oh! <laughs> you know what his first shot was today? <laughs> Same thing. Do you know why? Uh, I got his a back hurts, and it's it's a long flight. It's a long flight. It's a long flight. But he was talking about getting those hours right last week. Yep. But he he missed the cut. Now the leaderboard is very fascinating, though, and I'm going to explain to you guys why. It may okay. not sound fascinating. We have a tie at first place. It's JB Holmes and Shane Lowry. Sweet. Now, I love JB Holmes on Curb Your Enthusiasm. JB, I love that he's golfing now. JB Holmes. I'm the guy who's given I've hey, given him the nickname, the Bear Cub, because he's kind of a short, fat guy. Okay. So he looks like a bear, but kind of a cub. Okay. So Shane Lowry, that's his homeland. Got like the crowd. A, like a bigger Hellman? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, at 7-under, it's Tommy Fleetwood, famous for farting in that Ryder Cup picture. Yes. And Lee Westwood. So Fleetwood and Westwood. Interesting thing about old Lee Westwood is he's got an, he's got an old girl caddying for him. Oh, cool. Is this a wife or a sister? Well, he's, he's uh, he got a divorce three years ago, oh, guys. Oh, sorry. That family and haven't heard much from old Lee, and now he's got a girl back on the bag playing some good golf. All right, now is Lee Australian? Good day, mate. Yeah, okay, I, I don't so. know, man. I think he is. Who knows? He's then also we, got some great football coverage at six under two back Cameron Smith, Justin Harding, and Justin Rose. Okay, um, at five under, this is where it gets good Brooks Kepka, Jordan Speed. Ooh, Ooh. nice. Attaboy, so Jordan. They're in the mix, three back. 
Uh, expecting a little more wind over the weekend, expecting rain, expecting classic British Open nastiness. That's good for uh, Jordan because Jordan's a great scrambler. I think that's one of the best parts of his game. The worst part of his game is that he puts himself in situations where he has to scramble, but one of the best parts of his game is that he's a good scrambler. And so when you have wild conditions like that, scrambling situations arise. Not I mean? Yeah, 9.10 a.m. is when Jordan tees off. 9.20 a.m. for Brooks Kepka in the morning. Oh, that's great. I'm pulling for those two guys to make yeah. a run. I think that'll be fun. But I'd like to see them paired together on Sunday. Absolutely. That would be awesome. So good stuff, British Open, happening this weekend. Uh, let's transition into a little Cowboys. There was a good article in The Athletic by their uh, utility man, kind of their Danny Santana, Saad Youssef. It's my dude. And he wrote an article on the everlasting legend of Rod Marinelli. Okay. And he starts out the article talking about how Rod's kind of famous for generating nicknames for players that are different than what the public thinks they are, at least in the beginning. Until instance, they become public. When Cowboys scouts were working out Leighton Vanderish before they drafted him, they'd already, you know, scouts and coaches were working him out and stuff. They'd already come to the terms of, hey, the Wolf Hunter. That was already a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if, by the way, if you want to text in at 877-881-1053, your favorite Cowboy nicknames for some of this year's roster, that'd be cool. Oh, make up your own if you like. Well, in this article, it's uh, Sod writes, last year they started calling Leighton Vanderesh in-house mm-hmm. the coffee maker. Okay. Because he had to make coffee for all the veterans every day. It's pretty good. Man, imagine that as a rookie. What a beating it would be. I've got all this on my plate. I'm trying to learn how to be a pro. By the way, make sure you have a bunch of Folgers ready on hand. You know, they're all with Folgers over there at the star. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whatever their sponsor is. Um, in that article, they mentioned Demarcus Ware was t- was labeled long arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, long arms, get over here. <laughs> it's such an old man thing. <laughs> George Selby, like that. the bricklayer. George Does Selby. basketball. I, I mean, I called him the guy that went to Roy's wedding. <laughs> from the morning show. That's a bad nickname. He had like a, he was he wore like a Hawaiian shirt to Roy's wedding. It really? Is, yeah. It is kind of clunky. Um, and then of course, uh, as Saad mentions in the article, uh, the Golden Cock. Yes. Uh, hey, uh, Nick Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. yeah. Nick Hayden. That was really, I think, when we first learned that these nicknames existed. Right. That was when it was like, wait, I'm sorry, you just said what, yeah. sir? So there's a good story in here from back, and they're kind of, uh, the article is mainly about Rod Marinelli, who just turned 70 over the weekend, okay, um, and how he's still relating to guys that he's literally 40 and 50 years older than, and they just like our show and the athletic, it's just like just like you years. and us, it's just like 15 years, it's like 17 years. My parents got married at a young age, though, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Me, so, too. I was, like, 32 or something. One, one guy they talked to is former Bears defensive tackle Tommy Harris. So Tommy Harris is in a cafeteria, and he is nervous. Is uh, is new in Chicago. His second week there. Still hadn't really hit it off with Marinelli yet. Just gone through some workouts. Haven't, haven't done much. And he sits out of the cafeteria, and Rod pops down beside him and goes, Hey, man, how's your day going, or how's your week going? And Tommy Harris goes, well, starts talking, and Rod goes, nobody gives an S. Walks up, <laughs> walks out of the room. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's a great bit. That's a bit, and that's a planned so bit. Oh, like, good. Like, he knew, all right, I'm going to go do this bit to him, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He's probably done that to several people. So, and Tommy Harris has some quotes in there where he's talking about all he was doing is establishing, uh, establishing 
here it is. I'm the coach, you're the player. Tommy Harris ends up losing his wife later on in his career, and Rod Marinelli it was, uh, flew out to the funeral, was a big part of Tommy's life right. after that. And right. that's, that's kind of what the point is, is that Rod Marinelli is a guy who, and they mentioned he, went to, he fought in the Vietnam War, and that's like the one thing he won't talk about. Mm -hmm. You can't get him to talk about it. I think a lot of those guys need to compartmentalize oh, yeah. that and never go back there. And yeah, and I don't know, like, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut no, you no, up there, good. but, like, back in the day, I don't know how much, you know, uh, attention there was paid to mental well-being. None. Mental health. It's and so it's none. like even I, even I can tell you uh, I have a friend who on 9-11, you know, he's Secret Service, and he charged up into the towers and was rescuing people, saving mm -hmm. people, and, and he survived. Well, I mean, he was – he knows the sound of what the building sounded like when they started falling. That was 2001, and there was like there was a counselor there that day. Hey, do you want to talk to a counselor? And and that was it. Yeah, it was like man, I you know I I think that's changed and evolved over time. So I imagine back in Vietnam, there those was guys no. never talked about anything. There was a series of movies in the late 70s where they first started addressing what was happening there. A real famous one is Coming Home with John Voight and Jane Fonda. That's kind oh, yeah. of what Apocalypse Now is, is a little bit about, although it's really Hearts of Darkness. But the whole point being is that that's a different mentality. And this is kind of, to me, this goes back to the last segment that we were just talking about. Older mentalities. Just because that's the pervasive mentality doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. And we're supposed to evolve as people and learn from our experiences and, 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 and change. But that whole thing about uh, kind of being intimidated by coaches or, or the, oh, the, the vets, as long as you know that they care about you as people, then then it's okay. You feel the investment. That's the thing. Popovich is a hard ass, but all those players know that he's invested in them as a person. Do you guys have any uh, experiences when you were in junior high or high school playing for a coach and a coach, you know, gave you a hard time or did something to – you know, to jack with you, like the old coach method. Of oh, absolutely. It was, I was, I was, uh, I had so much respect for my coaches, you know, in middle school and junior high, but I was scared to death of them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But I you knew they loved you. Knew they loved me, absolutely. And it was all, like, to this day, Coach Malcolm, uh, my eighth grade coach and one of my teachers, the best teacher or professor I ever had in my life. And he used to always say, you're going to need a good butt doctor because I'm going <laughs> to kick you so hard in the butt I won't be able to find my shoes. <laughs> That's such an old coach thing. And, yeah, and you were like, oh, my you God, he's mad. Doctor. He's really mad today. You know, it's like. Okay, so you remember in, uh, I'm sure your junior high was the same way. Before the coaches came out, everybody had to go and sit in the bleachers in an exact alphabetical row and just wait until the coaches came out and told them where to go or mm -hmm. whatever. And I remember we had 7th, 8th, and ninth grade all sitting out there. And one of our junior high coaches played his high school basketball for my dad. There's a guy named Bruce Mundy, Coach Mundy. Oh, and, yeah. And he walks out there. In front of the whole seventh, eighth, and ninth grade athletics, he gets this going into track season, and this is my ninth grade year, right? I've been there three years. I'm getting mm -hmm. ready to leave. Sp track is in the spring. Basketball's over, so I'm like, I'm coasting from here. Coach Mundy walks out in front of the whole athlete. Goes, Wade, your daddy made me join the wrestling team. You're running the mile. Oh, and so I spent the tail end of ninth grade competitive long distance running. Oh. And dude, God. it sucked. Running as hard as you can for four laps on a track, it is not a good place to be. But it was that whole thing where it was like a coach exerting his dominance over you, but he wasn't he didn't dislike me. He loved my dad. I knew that, but he was gonna put me through the same paces that my dad put through him. 
And as long as you know that these coaches care about you and love you, it's all good, man. That, that hazing thing doesn't have to be a negative, uh, overbearing thing. It can be a thing to pull you in and make you a part of that, that you know, network, that community of what's yeah. going on there. But a nickname can stick. Obviously, your nickname, Skin, yep. Skinny. You, Which you, I hated when I was 15, but I love right, it now. Yeah, right. uh, that, you know, nicknames can stick. I, I went by Benji when I was growing up, and I really wish I would have stuck with it. So feel free to call this the Ben and Skinji, or the the, ben, the Benji and Skinji show. Yep. Or Skin, you can yep. stay with Skin. Benji and Skin. But uh, so I started Googling, like, worst sports nicknames. And I don't know that there's anything worse than Anthony Booger McFarland. Yeah, Booger's a rough one. I mean, that's a really bad one. Because you just assume it's because he got caught picking his nose a lot. Right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think there's another meaning to that. Not for him. I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people that are nicknamed Booger. There's uh, David Golden Balls Beckham. What? Yep. The um, soccer balls. I think Marinelli. Get, oh, dude, the one you're about oh to God. read is really bad. Yeah, I can't say that one. <laughs> no, you, no, can, no say you can. can say it. It was you need, old, you need yes. to say it. I can say that? Yes. You well, then say you, you guys should say it. I'll say it. All right. I would not say I would it if not I were you. Say this. I would. No, I'm saying it. Oh, my God. Oh, so, okay, from this. someone just texted this in. Lester the Molester Hayes. That's a bad one. Yeah, it's a bad one. It's stuck for him. Was that because of that? What about Famous Jameis? They've got that down. Why is that bad? Uh, because he was famous for stealing crabs. Because he ate those uh, W's. Oh, that's right. Yes. That's the only reason why. Swaggy P? <laughs> I like that. I think that's pretty great. P.K. Subban, the subinator? Why is that bad? I don't know. I think it's good. Uh, Dougie McBucket. I like that. I do, too. Dwayne Wade, wow. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That sucks. Sanchez. Okay, the Sanchez that's, is good. Uh, yeah. That's ironic, though. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant, the servant. What is that? What? Yeah, they, Sir, I do not say that. I've never heard I, of that. Heard Why of did you Slim give Reaver. him that nickname? Kenny Trill. Uh, that's the dude from uh, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, Juice. Mm-hmm. Because the Ocho. other guy named Juice uh-huh. did some stuff. Ocho Cinco. Uh, Jameer Nelson. Crib midget? Okay. <laughs> I don't think you can say that. It's sir. It's all, I'm reading this off Bleacher Report. Sir. I don't think sir. You can say that. Sir. I, it's off Bleacher Report, sir. Coming up next, Ben apologizes for his last two minutes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.